You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Well, welcome to the podcast, Prisoners of Hope. And I am your host, Dr. D. And this is a good day. Today, we're going to be talking about Elevate Your Focus. It's a continuation of the episode before. In this episode, we'll be looking at the physical part of your focus. If you did not join me last time, we talked about the mental part of your focus. And we talked about how that was so important. If you did not do so, catch that episode. In this episode, we will talk about the physical part of elevating your focus. In Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your mind, your focus on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. In other words, you want to focus on God and set your heart on God. So welcome to part two of Elevate Your Focus. Again, we're talking about that physical portion of your focus. That's the top of that iceberg. Psychologists call it the manifest portion. What comes first, you ask? The mental or the physical? Well, it's really a complicated question and a complicated answer. But have you ever thought you didn't want to do something? But you went ahead and did do it, did it, okay? For example, you, you didn't feel like working out. And then you went ahead and worked out. And then you felt, oh, that was good. I really felt good. <laughs> That's why you can't count on your feelings. You see, they're crazy. Now, they are all over the place. Or you didn't feel like maybe going to a function. And you went there anyway. Your wife bugged you. Your husband bugged you. And you're the antisocial one. And you went anyway to the function because you didn't want to hear it. And you had a great time. And your feelings change. So, in the physical activity, you must put in practice what you know. We can do all kind of mental activity, but if we don't do something, we never, ever move. Like that rocking chair. A lot of activity back and forth, back and forth, but we're not moving anywhere. The Bible talks about the importance of actually doing something, put in practice. Matter of fact, James 1, 23 through 24 says, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. 
Another version of the Bible, I think it's Amplified, but don't quote me on it. It says immediately the person forgets what type of person, what type of man he is. So that's craziness. So it's not just to be a listener of the word. You actually have to do the word. God promises, he promises that if you seek him, again, action word, you will find him. The more you seek him, the more you practice In seeking him, the stronger the habit will get. After all, we all want the habit of elevating our focus, don't we? We want to be more than what we are today. In the future, we want to be even more than that in the future days to come. So each day we want to be better than we were the day before. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Just look at the medical field, which has special areas of specialization. There's a lot of special, special there. When I had to have my knee replaced, I was referred to an orthopedic surgeon that specialized in knee replacements. I didn't want a surgeon who was a jack of orthopedic trades or orthopedic procedures. I wanted the doctor who had a lot of practice, there's that word practice, in knee replacement procedure. What's the old saying? A jack of all trades is a master of none. So God promised is, he promised that if we seek him, we will find him. A lot of action words. If you look at Matthew 7, 7 in the NLT version, it says, we have to keep asking. We have to keep seeking. We have to keep knocking and the door will be open. There's a lot of action words here. This is the physical part of your focus. You want to put in practice what you know. Put it in practice. The more practice, the better you get. The more practice, the more it becomes a habit that when you get into that place, you know, where you're stressed out, that you could go to God quicker as opposed to, you've heard people say, oh, all I could do is pray. Well, why didn't you do that in the first place? Why didn't you get on your knees in the first place? Preaching to to the choir. It becomes a habit if you do it over and over again. You know, the medical field, I was talking about the medical field, and it, it, it's really funny, the words, the terminology of the words. For example, they call it a practice. You know, the doctor, he practices on you, practice, 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 and you have to be patient. Have <laughs> you ever checked out those words? I told my knee surgeon, I want to come back when you've got it perfected. You're not practicing anymore because I'm not patient. He goes, you're funny. I said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> it is a practice and we have to be patient as we go through the procedure of making our focus higher than what it is. He also tells us to come to him 
and he will give you rest for yourself, for your soul. So he tells us to practice. He tells us to ask. He tells us to seek. He tells us to knock and to come. These are all action words. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight NIV version. So Jesus is encouraging all of his disciples to come to him and he will give you rest. So what are the best practices for managing your physical aspect of your focus? Well, I'm glad you asked. The first thing, and perhaps the most important thing, is keep communicating with your maker. Keep praying. Keep going to God with with thanksgiving. And truly seeking him. His promises tell us that if we truly seek, we will find. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-17 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Now that's a hard order. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. That's the ESV version. That's a hard one. Give thanks. You know, when my when my world is falling down, when everything is falling apart, I'm supposed to give thanks? Yes. What 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 happens if if somebody I know could be dying and I love them very much? Uh, what am I to do? Give thanks. Give thanks in all situations. How do you pray without ceasing? I've always wondered about that because, you know, when Jesus was alive, he told the disciples to watch and pray and he went away to pray and he came back and they were asleep. (laughs) I think that happened twice. (laughs) So it is not easy because the flesh is weak. So this is what God wants you to do because thankfulness is a direct, a direct wire into the throne room because Satan used to be the worship leader and he's no longer there. So that position, that freeway is empty. So just like a Californian, we want to go in bubble time. That's bubble time directly up to the throne room when you're thankful. Always come to him with thankfulness. The next is keep listening. Another best practice to manage your physical. And why do you need to manage your physical? Because that's where your flesh is. (laughs) You got to definitely manage it. I already get out of control. Keep listening. Listen and hear my voice. Listen carefully and hear my words. That's Isaiah 28, verse 23, the Amplified. Uh, Amplified version. You know, when you spend time with someone who listens to you, you're just more open to them. You feel more appreciated. 
It's just a closer relationship. So your father in heaven wants to listen to you and he wants you to know his voice, to know his character. Because there's so many voices vying for your attention these days. He wants you to listen. My sheep know my voice and I know them. So you got to listen to God. And sometimes you got you you're just too busy. You you you've got every moment of the day filled up with b- doing whatever you're doing. And this is what the Holy Spirit whispered to me was is what you're doing have any in eternal value? I want you to think about that for a second. Is what you're doing have any eternal value for the kingdom? A lot of times we're busy, 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 doing nothing. We're in that rocket chair going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. A lot of activity, no movement in the kingdom. Listen to God. A lot of times, sometimes he will shout at me, like, stop, no. And sometimes it's in a quiet whisper. You have to know him and listen to him. The next practice that's real, the best practice for managing your physical aspect of your focus is doing. You want to keep praying. That's very important. You want to keep listening. That's very important. You also want to keep doing, keep going, keep digging, keep service, servicing, keep, keep doing it. You know, I, I, I was listening to a book on tape and I was walking and the guy said something very profound. He said that God sees the thing that no one sees in the quiet, secret places. You know, that's what where character is built too. Where no one is watching. Where you do it day after day after day and there's no audience, there's no applause. By the time the audience arrives, you, you you've you've got to be ready. You've got to have had that practice in. A lot of people say, well, what do you mean? Fake it till you make it. Keep on going, even though I, my heart is not in it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Some people have an objection. They go, well, that you're just brainwashing yourself. And this is what I say to that. <laughs> we are all brainwashed. The only difference is the color of the water. So you want to keep doing, keep praying, even though your physical eyes don't see any movement. You guys, in the spiritual world, there's more happening than in the physical world. That should bring you to your knees when you think about that. Open your eyes so you can see what's happening. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, here's here's the statement, let us not get weary 
and doing good. And here is the promise. For at the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. That's Galatians 6, 9, NIV version. So keep praying, keep listening, keep doing. You could see that it's a lot of repetition. (laughs) Repetition is the name of the game. You want to keep going like the Energizer Bunny, but even more beyond that. So you repeat, you keep praying, you keep listening, keep doing. You keep praying, you keep listening, you keep doing. People are like, is that in that order? No, don't necessarily have to do in that order. It could be all the same. At the same time, you're doing something, you're listening and you're praying at the same time. But you're repeating and you're refreshing. Repetition is the name of the game. The Bible says, basically, our graces are new every day. If we didn't have to repeat and do it again and again, why would the Bible say that our graces are new every day? Matter of fact, Lamentations 3, 22-23 says, Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That means we have to keep going, keep listening, keep praying. You need to open up your mind, step out into the unknown on a tightrope of God's word. If you're on the YouTube channel, a very creative gif came up. It has a man who's got out of his mind. He's stepping out into the unknown, and he's stepping out on a tightrope. And your tightrope should be the Word of God. In Luke 21, 28, it says, When things begin to happen, when things change, when things open, stand up and raise your head. Stand up and elevate your gaze. Stand up and elevate your focus. Your focus. Your mental focus. Your physical focus. Elevate it. Because your salvation is near. Help is on the way. You know, this makes me feel real good. Because I know I have no reason to fear. Because I have been bought, you have been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. You have redeemed and purchased. You're a very, very expensive gift. And that should put another knot on your hope rope. Until next time, God bless you. Signing off, Dr. D. My hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life. Until next time, tune in again for the Prisoners of Hope 
Podcast. God bless.